great day, amazing community. How are you doing today? It's me, Lucia Gabriela, and this is Lucia Gabriela TV. This is the place to be if you want to learn more about love, relationships, sexuality, and sexuality, and how to truly master your life in these realms. So I'm very honored and very excited to have in our show today an amazing facilitator um, and mentor in this realm of sexuality and his name is Lawrence Lanoff and I am so excited that he has said yes to our invitation and we, today we're going to be talking about the secret power of female sexuality how to harness and cultivate your yoni power my favorite topic <laughs> thank you um, thank you Lauren for joining us today so please introduce yourself tell us who you are and how you help people in this world to in this aspect of their life well thank you it's really good to be here um, as you said my name is Lawrence and I my short story is that when I was about 12 years old, I had the good fortune of meeting a Tantra master. Mm -hmm. And he, he was like, you know, he was, he was an interesting character from South America. And he, um, he just told me, he said, look, you know, this is something you need to know and learn. And that is the essence of that thread of understanding sex and sex energy has really driven my entire life. And the reason is, is because though, um, though my background comes from a very traditional spiritual background, in 1999, I had, um, I had a, a massive awakening and realization that all roads ultimately lead to sex. So for my entire kind of traditional spiritual background, I always had um, an open mind and a rather positive view of sexuality. But then I would come into these spiritual circles that were very sex negative, very, you know, angry, woman hating, um, and, and it was weird because so many of those organizations were claiming to be about empowerment. And that disconnect, you know, and we've all experienced that, right? You know that time where, you know, you look at a wall and you go, that wall is, let's say, blue. But a teacher comes up and says, no, 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 that's not a blue wall. That wall is actually red. So your, your own experience is telling you blue. But them in their teaching, whatever the box is, is saying, no, 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 red. So you're left with this weird thing. What do you do with that? You know, the person potentially you've devoted your life to or the school or the ideology is saying something is red your perception is saying it's blue and they're telling you you're the messed up one right so this is the paradox and when i realized how much of this was going around around sexuality and specifically female sexuality that's where i changed i began to change the direction of how i teach and how i mentor and the kinds of workshops i lead because uh you know, at the end of the day, if you have a happy yoni, you have a happy life. You know, happy yoni, happy life. You're feeling good about your body. Um, and when I say feeling good about your body, not because of what society tells you to feel good about, but feeling good because you are owning who you are. So that that is the essence of how I arrive here at your doorstep. Um, and the reason I was interested in this topic is I'm actually right now um, leading, it's like the first certification, Tantra certification training for women only that I've done in Los Angeles in the last, it's been years. So because this has become such a chronic 
issue because I've seen so much disconnect. Um, I just was like, you know what, I want to do this training. And then, you know, you came to me while I was in the middle of coming up with this and I was like, this is what we need to talk about, you know? So that's how, that's how I come to be here. Oh, I'm so excited that I get all the juicy <laughs> yeah. aspect of, of your work. Um, I am so uh, relieved in an aspect um, from hearing from you um, that how you focus on the experience of yourself and your whole self-experience to really tune into you know, what life is about, what your sexuality is about, and not really just be blinded with all these all the dogmas and philosophies and boxes that people put out there. Because it is very, it's very empowering to hear you, what you just said, and it's very empowering to share with others that their experience is number one, is the inner wisdom from within, and I'm so passionate about helping people to really be empowered to, to you know, dive deeper into their own experience, no matter what even other books say. You know what I mean? It's it's just beautiful to hear that you you practice and, and your um, facilitations are based on respecting everybody's individuality in their experience to explore their sexuality as they are meant to explore it. I'm not based on my own, um, my own, uh, you know, conditions or my own thoughts or my own experiences. But how can we help? How can we help other people to be in the best for themselves? Right. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, part of it, part of the complexity of this, um, where we find ourselves right now is we live in a world that is really, it's basically pretty much everything in the world is telling you what to do. What to do and how to believe and how to feel about, basically how to feel bad about whatever is going on in your life. That's, that's basically, it's really the essence of, it's kind of the essence of commerce. You know, it's like, and we live in a global, you know, global commerce world. So if you're, you know, if people are feeling like energized and empowered in their sexuality, they, you know, you don't like, honestly, you don't really need to buy so much crap, right? You don't need to be like, oh, I need this thing. I need that. I need this diet. I need this book. I need to work out. I need better abs, you know, because we live in a world that's basically no matter where you are, you're not enough. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. And I see this. I really see this enacted on women far more than men. Like we, we like male bodied humans. Like if you walk around and your people see you or perceive you as a male, they, they just don't put those same pressures on male bodied humans. I, I, you know, we don't worry about like, like, look, if I'm, you know, I'm getting ready for this, this talk today, right? If my button is here, you know, okay, fine. So I'm a little more buttoned up. Maybe you look at me as uptight. If it comes down here, you know, no big deal, right? We just do that. If it comes down here, still no big deal. If it comes down here, still no big deal. Like everybody's like, well, okay, that's kind of, you know, I mean, did he do that on purpose? You know, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But the bottom line is, is that I can kind of do anything here and it's fine. Right. And we're on, you know, this is going to be on Facebook and YouTube and, you know, and I can do this and it's fine. Right. No big deal. It's like, oh, whatever. Okay. It might be weird. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Well, but nobody's going to be like flagging the video because you saw slight bits of slightly, you know, darker coloring um, that means all this stuff. But women deal with this every day. And the difference between, this button, well, actually, so let's go the way w the way the world works for women. This button, whore. I start to go up, slut. Still slut. And then somewhere right around here, you know, 
good girl. And right here, mom. And that's it. That's, that's, these are the worlds that women have to deal with. We don't, you know, male bodied humans are not walking around with this. So these extra social pressures and they don't just come from, it's not like, you know, it's not like there's just one little group that's monitoring your cleavage and your nipples. You know, it's everybody. Women monitoring women, men monitoring women. It, it's so confusing if you try to navigate based on what society is telling you to do. And that really is why I do what I do. Because the absurdity that this button is mom, this button is girlfriend, and this button is slut, and this button is whore, is just, it's insanity. But that's the world we're in right now. It is insanity. And it's like, I have been, I don't call myself a victim of it, but I have been crucified for all the buttons. <laughs> and I, 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 it was like, it is painful. Uh, even just being judged by other women itself. Like, you know, I had one of my videos on YouTube that it was amazing. It was so good. And it doesn't even show them a skin. You know, somebody made a nasty comment about it, and then a woman defending the nasty comment. I was like, but I'm not even showing my, my cleavage. And they were like, that's a matter. You know, if you're going to talk about sexuality, you can't be showing skin at all. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, no, this is not, you know, this doesn't feel right. Um, so it's just very interesting um, how sometimes uh, we are in this world and walking and and I feel like I personally had, you know, at one aspect in my ex-marriage, I shut down myself emotionally, sensually, and sexually because just the idea of, you know, my partner didn't want me to wear, like, some cleavage. It, you know, he wouldn't address me to the family or introduce me to the family. It was devastating to me as a woman and as a Latina girl. You know, Latina is how we are. So it's very interesting how those conditions really can shut down a woman, um, physiology and also can shut down a woman's sexual drive and libido and even an orgasm. Of course. So let's talk about the secret power of female sexuality. I know, I know we're diving into it, but how to harness and cultivate your yoni power. Well, actually, I mean, we're kind of we're kind of talking about it because right now what we're talking about is you just said it right there, right? Like if, if somebody is basically up your vagina monitoring it all the time and your cleavage and your skin and what you show and what you, right? This, this does, it's, it's like the opposite mm -hmm. of power. And the reason that is the case is because we treat religion in general but culture and religion treat women as children. Now, if you're a child, you know, and, and daddy or mommy have to tell you, oh, well, that's too much. And that's, and, you know, this constant monitoring. That's, that's what we do, right? And, and there are cultures that are devoted to this. They're basically culturally keeping women as psychological, you know, 12, 13, 14-year-olds. You know, they need to be sh herded and shepherded and monitored all the time because you're, you know, so that kind of like psychology of woman as dumb, weak, and helpless is what is preventing full orgasmic power. So the thing, kind of the, the layer of stuff on top of that is the programming. That's kind of why we have to start there because the fact that you, you know, the fact that you stayed in a marriage where somebody is saying the essence of you, of who you are is hateful, which is what they're saying, right? I mean, like your shapes and forms and all that stuff. So the, so the shame factor runs very deep. So harnessing Yoni power first is, is like harnessing the shame and the guilt and the self-loathing that women have 
around being woman. So there, these are kind of two, two aspects, two polarities of female sexuality and female empowerment. Number one is you kind of have to start dealing with the reality of how awful it actually is out there. I think that that dance, that's why we started with the wall, right? Where it's talking about like, you know, you see a blue wall and everybody's telling you it's red. So when you're seeing, when you're looking at your breasts in the mirror and you're not filtered, you know, you're not in the programming, you, th these are just beautiful things. They're just like, what, you know, what is the big deal, right? They're just beautiful shapes and colors. Awesome. If you can start to see that, that would be you kind of recognizing, oh, blue. And once you start to kind of see, perceive reality, that's where you start to claim your, your yoni power, right? Because you start to say, well, wait a minute, is this really about me? Or is this about what people believe, i.e. their mythologies, their belief systems? around female sexuality and, and women in general. So in essence, at some point, becoming an adult female, empowered female, you have to kind of draw a line and say, I'm not listening. This stuff is, I understand what its purpose is, right? And, and you know, don't take my word for this. I mean, this is these are things that you kind of explore, but the first thing is, is to be aware that most of us are blind to the underlying hatred we have for women just globally and so we're constantly overcoming that so yoni power is like turning uh, you know kind of turning that around and saying okay yeah that's the fact right let me know what the facts are let me see the horror of it because it's horrifying and then if that's what's going on, what can I do within myself to create boundary and safe space for me to thrive in the face of something that's trying to keep me down? That's beautiful. And which one is the second one? You talk about the first one was about we have to deal with the reality of what is out there. Yeah, and number two is then you have to claim your power. Okay. Right, so number one is deal with reality. Number two is claim it. Like say, okay, well, I'm going to start claiming the blue wall. I'm just going to claim what I see. And what I see is whatever you see. Now, now if for some people, this is a much easier thing, you know, easier said than done, right? Because the programming is so deep, they look in the mirror and they see what society tells them to see, like you're not enough. But real power, it comes from a concept that I call radical self-acceptance, right? Just radical self-acceptance, accepting all of the complexity. The, the, the biggest problem with, with all of the things we're talking about um, is that we, we tend to look at things very black and white and life is not black and white. So radical self-acceptance is accepting that it's complicated. And since it is complicated, then you actually, that's cool because while people are worried about the details of the black and white, you as a female human can start living your life while everybody's focused on things that don't matter, you can start to make your life, you can start to carve your life out of that you can start to say, well, wait a minute, like, this is my body. You have a, you have the clitoris, which has roughly 9,000 nerve endings that are solely devoted to pleasure. That's their purpose, right? To trigger dopamine, excitement, pleasure, newness, desire. That's its purpose. So, you know, yes, I know our culture says, yeah, but blah, 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 you know, you must overcome your desire. Well, what if that's wrong? What if that's incorrect? What if that, in fact, that's just some made up 
BS, which I would argue that it is. Um, then your job is to start to, your play is to start to discover this beautiful cable. I mean, it's like a fiber optic cable. That's how important it is. You know, it's 9,000, <laughs> this bundle of nerves. It's that important. It's the equivalent of like, how important is it? It's like you've got this high speed internet access from your clitoris to your brain. And it, it really trumps, ooh, it really <laughs> challenges <laughs> uh, everything else. And, um, you know, it's because it just, it's like an express, it's like, a, it's like the Autobahn freeway for pleasure. And that is why I would argue that everybody is getting you to be so afraid of your vagina. Because once you start to realize you have this Autobahn freeway of pleasure, you know, high speed, you know, full communication, take yourself to an orgasm in, you know, minutes if you wanted to. Um, hey, you know, like once you figure that out, everybody who's claiming to have all the power suddenly becomes a lot less important. Yeah, and that is a beautiful point because the moment that a woman uh, explores herself and she owns her own pleasure and she claims her pleasure and she just, she's just it. She's not, she doesn't become needy and, exactly. you know, doesn't become codependent of somebody else to give them the pleasure and the excitement. Uh, a woman who explores herself and dives into her sexuality and explore like 9,000 nerves. <laughs> She she on it. So so imagine just this whole society and this whole world where there's no needy women. What is the all like you mentioned before? It's all about the commerce. You know, it was interesting to see in like one of the events like some some women spend like thousand dollars on on like very expensive bag, which you know handbag, which is okay. If they want to just get it because they just want to. Comparing to getting things in life because you just feel like you need to feel something in your life because you don't have that or something is missing because there's no need in it you know like that need there's the need to fulfill that empty space and the moment that we all women become so independent of all this stuff that we really don't need anything if we just have it because we want to have it not because we need it uh the whole economy will go a different way oh yeah i mean you know i mean we people would figure out how else to sell stuff but yeah i mean i i i will make one distinction that's important for me um these ideas of like i think we have to be careful of accepting cultural what i consider to be trite cultural explanations so when we look at it's just this is what my point about kind of freeing the yoni if you go like, the job here is to say, there's nothing wrong with where women are at because it's not their fault, right? It's not the fault of women that you've been shamed about your body since the time you, you know, since the time figured out that women, you know, that you were a female from the time in the womb. That's not your fault. You you inherit, you, you come out into a culture and you just learn stuff. So neediness is not, I would argue, is not really a real thing because it's a cultural embed to keep you from recognizing your power. See, it's a game, it's a, it's a, it's a magic trick. If the power is always out there, then you're, you know, oh, well, you're so needy. I mean, this is just a way to shame, you know, like you enter a culture that teaches you to be quote unquote needy, and then we shame you for being needy. We're just do it's just the same cycle, right? So that's why I say it's really, really important in gaining yoni power to start seeing clearly that there's a reason why we come up with these trite sayings like, oh, women are so needy. 
that's bullshit. Women are lots and, you know, they're super powerful, fucking badass, you know, humans. And that can be very easily tricked into believing nonsense that is not solvable. Okay. Humans are needy. We need things. Okay. It's not like just women are buying dumb shit. You know, men, I, I just saw this guy, you know, in Santa Monica the other day and he's rolling down the, the, um, rolling down the street. This literally happened. And he goes, he slows down cause I'm kind of hanging out having a coffee and he looks at me and he goes, you know how much this car costs? And I'm, I'm seriously, I'm like, I, really dude? And he's like, this is $350,000. What have you done in your day? Like for real, it, this is what we did, right? Because it's just, we're needy. You know, we're needy. We, we desire things. I don't even like needy is just so shame-based. It's like, really, we just want things. It's okay to want stuff. What the magic trick is, if I get you feeling ashamed for wanting stuff, then again, I'm, it's a way to disempower you, right? So the power is to realize like all of these games are going on to keep you to distract you from what's actually important. And I would argue that is owning your body, owning your pleasure, feeling your power and getting comfortable living in that power. Because if you get comfortable with that, you're going to be fine. Like if you can handle the pressure of people hating you because you're in your power, you're going to be fine, but that takes time. It takes energy. It takes awareness. And there are so many magic tricks being played out there, especially in spiritual communities that are intended to just keep women on their, you know, on their feet, just on their ankle, on their, you know, on their heels, just like, whoa, I, oh my God, oh my God, I've got so many things wrong with me. But this is, you know, this is everybody, but, it, but specifically around female sexuality, there's a lot of that. So, um, so the simple answer is not the simple answer, but I want to come back to, you know, the job here is to start to just, let's keep it really simple. You have this pleasure capability, learn to cultivate that. And everybody, every time your programming tells you that's evil and bad, and every time somebody tries to shame you for that, just understand that's about them, not about you right? You're to reclaim your pussy power. You need to, it's like, you need to focus and go, wait a minute. This is my body. This is my body. And if this is your body, then having anybody tell you what's right and what's wrong about that body is not, that's nobody's job. Nobody has that right, you know, and especially if it's a, an intimate partner, like that's even worse because they're in your inner space. So it's your body, you know, you're capable. So you can define the terms of how you live and what you do. And that is the beginning of empowerment. You know, in a world where people go like, oh my God, but if you do that, the whole world is going to, you know, be destroyed. You know, it, it, it's crazy that we're more worried about what you are doing with your vagina than global warming or even the presidential debate because, because yeah, there's a, you know, people are talking about it and everything, but if you did something overtly sexual that people didn't approve of, it would become like world war three. And that's the, that's the part that, you know, that's why these things are so scary because they're just, people feel very strongly about all of these issues around female sexuality. So for our viewers that, um, let's say that they want to reclaim their power and you share a couple of steps where, you know, the, the empowerment of 
focused that this is my body, be capable of owning the aspect of self. Yes. And determine how you live your life. And all right. this empowerment, what would be, um, what would be like a very clear idea or tools that women can uh, practice it every day in their life to reclaim their yoni power? Self-pleasure. Self-pleasure. Yeah, self-pleasure. Because if you have this beautiful clitoris, okay, this thing is just just you know you you basically you see the tip of the iceberg i mean really your your the orgasmic capacity of the human female is just incredible um so if you start becoming aware of that capacity now the only way you can start to f be aware of that is to play with it get to know it you know start to feel what happens when your body is relaxed um start to confront the shame and guilt that you've been programmed with that's trying to stop you from doing that this is the work really that is the work that is the work that's the beginning so you have to number one step one right self-awareness of how bad the problem is and that's why i'm actually doing this training that i'm doing um it's a small training it's gonna it's gonna be like six to eight women but it's women only so we can go to these places right without without people going like oh yeah yeah no 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 you can't talk about you know what what why are, why are we doing that? what are you you know like no because you got to start you you have to see how bad the problem is before you can you can get angry enough to to want to take back your power right and that i love anger i love rage because that's how you change you know when you when you realize that some of the best years of your life were lost to guilt and shame and no pleasure that should make you angry <laughs> you know because that's brainwashing and it, it it brainwashes you to take you know to give up your pleasure to really truly like give up who your identity and then put that identity out there on like handbags and you know i i, I oftentimes hear women specifically talking about you know finding a partner and they and they're talking about this partner as if this partner is like a, a leprechaun unicorn you know it's just like and then the leprechaun unicorn will come and and then this will happen and that'll happen oh my you know and and i'm not going to settle for anything less you know and i'm just like wow that's programming right so so we have to break all of these cycles and you start by just a, realize how bad the problem is, and then B, start to take your pleasure into your hands. And then C, just go one step further, start killing the leprechaun unicorns because they're they're taking your pleasure away. They're, they are taking your life away, waiting for that magical being, person, thing, relationship that's going to come in and suddenly your vagina will be unlocked and your heart will be unlocked and you know and you'll go into orgasmic states of bliss and vibrating into the universe and then everything will be fine that's the leprechaun unicorn so you want to kind of spend do something that you can actually do something about and you have that little beautiful button down there and you can rub her and love her every day so Self-pleasure is one of the daily um, tools that women Meditation. would use. One of, huh? the daily, one of the daily meditations. Daily meditation. What it is. It's a meditation. It's a meditation. Yes. Um, to reclaim our power. So, what about the woman who has been uh, sexually abused? and they just don't even go there. They can't, they feel petrified to even go into uh, that self-pleasure meditation. They just don't know if they're capable of. Well, well, well just yeah, I mean, everybody's capable. Um, and, and I would argue, you know, everybody is sexually traumatized. That's why we, are, we live in the world that we're in. I mean, men are sexually traumatized and women are sexually traumatized. Um, 
and we're just acting all this stuff out all the time. We're just, we're really just traumatizing each other over and over again because we just, that's what we're taught to do. So sexual trauma for female bodied humans, I mean, I think it's like, I can't, well, I mean an old statistic, I'm pulling an old statistic, but I think it was like minimum of one in five women had had sexual trauma. But my experience is more like, you know, four out of five, because there's, there's, you know, it's traumatizing, even if you haven't, you know, had issues of like some sort of massive boundary break, you know, you had issues of being shamed for having breasts, you know, probably from the time you started sprouting breasts, you had shame, you know, as soon as you, as soon as there's that change where you start to change from little girl to woman, it's like society becomes like spitfire grill, like fire breathing dragon. And that's, that's terrifying. So the trauma scale, I would argue we're all traumatized. And then some people get like mega traumatized, right? Then people act out and they, they, you know, then they get uh, abused, molested, raped, you know, severe sexual trauma, kidnappings. I mean, create, you know, just the craziest stuff. And, um, and so the, the only thing I can say is that there are actually very few modality there. First of all, there are very few women that have never, that just have gone through life. I mean, I don't know any woman who has gone through life and not been sexually traumatized in some way. So you just have to realize this is why I say like really taking a snapshot of how bad it really is. Okay. And I, so I think that then you say, okay, it's, it's that bad. Then the question is how much has that impacted me personally? And if you're shut down, which many people are, that's an appropriate response to keep yourself safe. Then you want to come back to something simple like, um, like, okay, you know, and, and also as these things, the younger these things happen, the more devastating they can be. So, so some of these things are just not going to change. I, you know, that's just been my experience and you have to deal with that fact. And the sooner you deal with the fact and realize like, you know, being, raped and or molested at four years old, you're not going to heal that. You know, it's just not gonna, it, it just, I, I heard some, I mean, it's just the, the quest to quote unquote heal that would be a complete waste of your life force. What would be useful is to start to deal with what the trauma is and how that's locked in your body. And there are beautiful modalities like, for example, somatic experiencing, um, which are these very powerful modalities for handling trauma. Do some of that work, absolutely. And then in the smallest way for you, in the smallest way, start to push your edge on what you're afraid of. So in other words, if a woman's like, and I've seen that. I mean, I've had students who, you know, they have not looked at their vaginas. They've not touched their vaginas. It's just nothing but fear and shame and guilt. And, you know, and so, and for, you know, in the worst cases of sexual trauma, I've seen the like pleasure itself is experienced as pain. So you just have to kind of start where you are and realize that, you know, here we are talking about pleasure, but for somebody who, you know, touches themselves and wants to cry and vomit it. We're talking from Mars, you know, it's like we're on another planet. So I just want you to know if, if that is who you are, like to understand that you have to start where you are. And the first thing is, is to just realize, you know, what, what is the territory I'm dealing with? And once you start to deal with that, then you can begin to address, okay, well, am I dealing with physical trauma? It, you know, am I dealing with emotional trauma? Am I dealing with, you know, and you start to map the territory. And I think that's the big mistake. You know, another big mistake, especially around the sexual arts and the tantric arts, it's like, 
you know, one size fits all. And if it's not working for you, it's because you're fucked up. And, um, and, and that's just incorrect. It's just blatantly wrong. Um, there is no one tool that works for everybody. And so that's part of why I also teach what I teach because I've met so many people who just feel so guilty and ashamed because, you know, they, they did a training or they went to a workshop and they still feel broken and they're like, what's wrong with them? And, you know, they go to the teacher and the teacher goes, well, that's because you're a needy, blah, 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 such and such, you know, shame, 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 which further deepens the wound and makes that person feel broken. You know, and it's like, I just think there's enough of that. I think we need to realize that sexuality is complicated and, you know, reclaiming your pleasure is not like, I'm just going to go jump off a cliff, you know, and into the beautiful ocean. It's, it's just not that way. So the sooner we can realize that, the sooner we can figure out how to continue to reclaim our pleasure. I love how you explain it that um, sexuality is not a very simple uh, ABC process, but it's like such like an amazing explorative terrain where it's like infinity and uncertainty and it's so unique and so, um, I don't know, I call it like it's like such an orgasmic experience just to allow yourself to fully dive deep into these realms and, and just explore it without any of those um, you know, like shame and guilt and all that stuff. Yeah. When you totally liberate yourself and allow just to be in this journey of sexuality, it's like super, super yummy. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It I mean, that's a great way to describe it. It is super yummy. Super yummy. And I love it, and it's worth the work. I mean, for anybody listening, like it's so worth the effort. Yeah. And it's, it's something that, like, even when we talk about sexual healing, um, you know, like you said, it's not like like a waste of life. But it's like the whole healing aspect is like a whole journey. It's like a whole life. It's, like, it's, it's, just, it's just being. Like, there is all aspect of just being sexually being. Yeah. Uh, the moment that we allow ourselves to just be sexually being, I feel like, I could use that word properly and say like, oh, I have been healed. <laughs> you know, the, well, right, know, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the paradox. It's like, you just have to understand, the reason I make that distinction, that's a great distinction. A lot of people dangle the healing word so that, again, the power is out there. They have mm -hmm. that power. And that's just incorrect. So when you, what you're talking about is a switch in your own head where you're like, wait a minute, I'm going to have fun on this exploration and now I'm healed. Yeah, that's right. Because your, your framework changed, which allowed you to encompass the complexity of your sexuality. And yeah. that is a healing, but it's not somebody doing it to you. Does that make sense? And that's. I, I love that. I love. I love that. Being very clear and uh, point out that to all of yours that you know we create a sacred space for you yes. healing, so you can heal yourself because that's where the power is. Um, to me, like when I explain uh, clients or students or anything. I don't, not, not really students, I call it compliance. <laughs> but when I explain clients is that, you know, I'm here just to create that sacred space for them to to reawaken and to embody the true power because the moment that I have become the healer, I am taking the power away in some aspect and I'm not yes. here to take nobody power. Yeah. I'm here to just see you embody your power. Yeah. And yeah, and, that. you know, and the, the only caveat I would say to that, this is, you know, is that the paradox of that is you are creating the same container for them to have an experience. So you are actually participating in the experience. And that's, you know, and we have to own that too, because that's part of what, what I think, you know, I'm just speaking for myself. I think that's, you know, that's what makes what we do so powerful is creating ritual space for somebody to feel safe enough to go to those places 
that there really is no safe space in society to do that. And so that's that in itself can be a healing that somebody can just come and be seen and experienced and not judged really, you know, but just seen in their vulnerability. That is that is the magic of healing. You know, and those and those are the paradoxes. You know, as a as a practitioner, we have to be aware of that. And again, that's that's why I'm training these things because you know I meet a lot of wounded healers, especially around this space, and they're like, "Oh my god, you know, oh my god, I'm just so you know," and they're just they're just it's endless freaking like, "Oh my god, I did this session and now I have this energy all over me," and you know, it's I just feel so bad for them because that frame that's their framework that they're healers and they're saving the world and they've got to sacrifice their blood and guts to bring you know no wrong frames wrong frames that's just a misunderstanding of how it works you frame it like my god you just said it i'm like gosh this is awesome i i adore you it is awesome this is powerful because as I have seen the same things, like a lot of uh, healers that create all this space and the wounded healers, they take somebody else's pain and they make it on and they carry that pain to every single event, Everything. treat, and it drives me crazy because you can tell when it's your authentic pain, but when you bring the pain of like, oh, I'm healing my sister's pain and I'm healing exactly. grandmother's rape and I'm healing this one and I'm healing... I, I'm like I always believe that we have we're so powerful to destroy anything that is not ours and be responsible for our own journey and and give the power to everyone to be responsible for their own journey of their own healing because I'm not doing of any good or service to humanity if I'm trying to heal my whole family BS or all my sisters BS or all my priestesses BS or all the goddesses BS. I am not going to be of service because I'm trying to heal everybody else in my now. And my now is my now. And I don't have time for me. Yeah. I suck. Yeah. So I totally honor you for saying that because it is about time for all facilitators and mentors and healers that carry everybody else's wounds to really grow up and wake up and, and, and be in the present now and empower everybody else to be responsible of their own uh, empowerment and, and yoni empowerment and penis empowerment and, and life empowerment and, and own it and own it and be responsible of what they have created in their life and I am responsible for what created my life in the now and I'm responsible for destroying what I have created in the past so I can re you know, be living in the now. Yeah, well said. Love it! <laughs> <laughs> I love you. No wonder why my next talk so well about you <laughs> and I was like and I was like and when you say yes to this interview I was like you say yes I'm like I'm doubting myself I'm like I was like we're cooking again I'm like whoa can you just say yes are you kidding me <laughs> thank you thank you thank you so much I cannot wait to meet you in person uh, Lawrence and I were gonna meet in person to another amazing event coming up in the next month and I'm so excited about meeting you in person uh, and, and just you know, tap more into this powerful being you are. It's like one hour, you give us so much. I can't even imagine hanging out around you. <laughs> we'll have fun. We will definitely have fun. So um, I know we're gonna have fun. Yeah. So how can um, our viewers and our subscribers learn more from you? Uh, I know they talk about your retreat. Where they can go to learn more about the powerful retreat that you do? It. I mean, the the training, not the retreat. Um, that you're doing, and what else do you have going on where they can go and subscribe to your work? Okay, well, the the best thing I would say right now is just email me, mm -hmm. and um, and you can put up there if you're you know if you want to know more about, for example, I have a my training in Los Angeles is coming up October 28th through 30th, so it's going to be three day intensive. I have I think three slots left, and um, and that is if you want if you're interested in that and i'm i'm having conversations with people it's not for everybody but it is female only so you have to be a female bodied human um because we want to go deep in this these things that we've been talking about today 
And uh, and you can email me directly. It's soul light, S-O-U-L-L-I-G-H-T at Gmail, soul light at Gmail. And, um, you know, if you want to know more about Yoni stuff, just put Yoni in the subject line. If you want to know more about coaching or um, the 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 kind of the life coaching things, right? The, the fun thing that I get to do is I get to take people through a, a sex positive, energy positive life coaching. And so I think it's, I personally think it's some of the best coaching ever because when students really start to kind of straighten out their mind and their body, it's, you know, the world is Disneyland. So, so I love it. Right. And then, um, and so, you know, you can find out about coaching and all that stuff there and, you know, I have some online programs and then, um, and then just, just for those of you that are, you know, kind of like, I do want to know more. Um, I have a new kind of program I'm putting together that is going to premiere at the beginning of January. So if you have any interest in that, you know, keep me posted. You can find out all that stuff. Just email me soullight at gmail and, and then we will be in touch. I also, they can follow you on Facebook, right? Yeah, I'm on uh, Facebook. I'm on, Facebook on Twitter. I'm on all the, all the social media, Lawrence Lanoff. Yeah, but anything. And the best way to communicate with you is through showlight at gmail.com. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. I honor you and I appreciate you for your time. Thank you for saying yes to this interview. Um, you really share so much wisdom and confirmation of all the things I'm doing myself and it's like, oh my god, this is awesome. The whole That's thing cool. about the world. I'm like, great, and experience. I'm like, yeah, you rock it. You rock <laughs> I'm it. in the pad. I am in the pad. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> So thank you so much. Appreciate you. My pleasure. So thank you everyone for watching today. Remember, this is Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be if you really want to learn more about love, relationships, sexuality, sexuality, and how to really master your life in this realm. Because our speakers and all the work that we do here is for you really, like Lauren uh, said, help you to see what, what's out there, and what's real, and what, what is possible in your life. What, uh, what you can create, and really on your journey. Because this journey of relationships and love and sexuality is so authentic and so yummy and so juicy that it's just yours. It's yours. So I'm so glad. I'm so thank you for watching this video. Subscribe. If you have not subscribed yet to our YouTube channel because we have more amazing speakers coming up. And also uh, check out our website, luciagabriela.com, and where you can see all the work I do. And I'm uh, so excited, and I'll see you soon. Have a great, amazing, orgasmic day, and live your life. Have a great one. Bye, everyone. Bye.